you know, we want to welcome everybody here. Everything all at once? Everything all at once. It's honestly a sensation. Aliens listen to it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Everything at Once podcast. We are finishing up our Black History Month, celebrating all the different black community leaders in our area. And today we have with us Chantal Hilliard from the director of the Booker T. Washington Center. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're really honored and grateful that you decide, that you agreed to come on. I know that you guys are doing a lot of really tremendous work for our community down there and uh, trying to give Erie, the people of Erie that may not have certain privileges that other people in Erie have sure. that, uh, you know, foundation or that leg up to stand on. So we really appreciate what you're doing. Not a problem. Glad to be here. Uh, very much uh, ready to talk about some of the great things that we're doing. And, you know, just to commend you two uh, gentlemen as well, of providing the opportunity to come out and speak to, you know, what we're doing as an organization, but also how we're representing uh, Erie. And for you two gentlemen to uh, uh, give us that platform, you should commend yourselves as well. No, thank, thank you. you. Appreciate that. Yeah, we got it. We, I mean, that's why we got in this was to try and help Erie and build that community that we already have and maybe integrated a little bit more so we appreciate that a lot yeah not a problem we always talk about how uh you know erie should be a place that that people love and and people want to stick around so we try having conversations with people where you know we, we try to figure out everybody's little part they play in making this a, a community that we can be proud of and that that can grow and develop absolutely you know because one of the bigger things uh you know and what you're saying is, you know, the community aspect is, you know, specifically, you know, when uh, individuals get their college education, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, a lot of times they, 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 they leave. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and so, you know, going back to what you said is how we can try to keep these individuals here uh, uh, is a really important thing. Uh, they call it the brain drain, if yeah. you will. So. Uh, but, yeah, any way that we can try to keep, uh, you know, the, the educated uh, men and women uh, here in Erie only strengthens our community. And so uh, just even these platforms here, uh, you know, that you all are, are have of, of, of talking about the importance of trying to create job creation and uh, diversity, equity and inclusion uh, will help uh, some of these individuals stay around. And so. Uh, don't minimize what you're doing here. It's very important uh, to reach all social uh, platforms, uh, whether it's through podcasts, whether it's through twi uh, Twitter, Facebook, all of those specific things of, of trying to keep our individuals here uh, to build this community is an important uh, uh, aspect of how we uh, build the city itself. Right. And Erie's a small enough place, but also a large enough place that people, there's new things happening, but you still kind of have that personal relationship with the small business owners around here, Absolutely. which is really special. It is, it is. And so that kind of segues into what I'm really here for, right? <laughs> uh, but no, you, you make a great point is that, you know, from an organizational standpoint, uh, in, in, in being in Erie, it is a big enough city uh, uh, to the point to where there's a lot to do. You know, there's uh, a, a lot of things that are going, in, going on, but also it's small enough that 
you know, for, for an organization like us, we have access to uh, uh, the powers that be, per right. se. Uh, give a great example. Uh, we uh, uh, got a proclamation from the mayor this morning. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, it's small enough to be able to, you know, uh, uh, have that opportunity to, to know the mayor and, and work closely with the mayor. Uh, and so our proclamation this morning was for Booker T. Washington Center's 100-year anniversary. Congratulations. So we, thank you. Thank you. We, uh, we uh, uh, January 2nd was the official date. It was our 100 years uh, of night since 1923. Uh, just started off with uh, some African-American uh, uh, individuals who felt like uh, there was a need for an organization uh, like Booker T. Washington to support the community and help uh, those individuals in the community from a programmatic standpoint, from a services standpoint, uh, and a resource standpoint. Uh, and uh, those individuals created the organization, and here we are 100 years later uh, still providing meaningful uh, services and programmatic things to the community. And so uh, I tell people all the time, uh, that just goes to show you we're not a fly-by-night organization. Yeah. You know, anytime you can sustain over 100 years in a community providing services uh, through the ups and downs of uh, just everyday life and uh, the economy and everything COVID else. And COVID and everything else. It just uh, is a testament to, you know, uh, our, our stick to it and uh, uh, the relationship that we have with the community. Right. Uh, and Shows so there's a big need still for the services you guys are providing. Absolutely. absolutely. You know, the interesting piece to that is the services that we provide. And I'll talk a little bit about some of the services that we provide is that you, you, you never really understand the importance of the services that we offer uh, until you are in the trenches every day with us. Right. And, and you see people walk through the doors uh, and when they walk through those doors, you know, the, 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 the urgency in which they need help really puts a perspective on the importance of what we do. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Um, and not really knowing because when you're in the trenches every day, it's like just normal. It's yeah. every day. It's every day. That's what we do. Uh, and we don't look at the big picture. Mm -hmm. um, but when you have individuals that come in and say, hey, we need, you know, uh, this type of assistance, and we provide that assistance, you know, to us, that's just practice. Mm -hmm. uh, but then when you look at some of the things, uh, uh, the letters that we get and the thank yous that we get, uh, the donations, whether it's $5 or, 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 or $10,000, uh, it's an important piece to us because it makes us recognize that it really is something uh, that we're doing that people feel comfortable with us. Um, so, you know, it's it, it's really a, a, a gratifying uh, type of thing to know that, you know, we've been providing services for over 100 years and not just providing the services, but being appreciated mm -hmm. uh, from the people that, you, you know, you do these uh, things for. And so, you know, we'll continue to do what we do uh, and uh, we, we really enjoy it. 100 years is an incredibly long time to be doing anything mm -hmm. and nonetheless being a, a pivotal part of the community that helps raise the community up and raise the value of the people and the individuals and their quality of life and all of these things that come along with the services that you provide. And uh, it's really easy for me 
to have overlooked such a big part of our Erie community. Because, um, like, I, I was never involved with any of the services at Booker T. Washington. Sure. I didn't really know people that were. But I see that there's definitely, like, a strong value and a strong need in our community for the services that you provide, especially if you've been doing it for 100 years. How long have you been? So, so I've been with the organization since uh, 2003. Uh, yeah, so I've been twenty years. Yeah, twenty so years for you. I've been, around, <laughs> I've been around for 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 a long time myself. And and the interesting part to this is I started off just as a program aide, mm-hmm. or, you know, right out of college, uh, you know, type of thing where, you know, I said, you know what, you know, I want to give back. In the interesting, also the interesting piece to you know my relationship with Booker T. Washington Center, I grew up in the center as a kid. Oh, okay, yeah. So awesome. so, so I, I I wrestled wrestled at uh, the Booker T. Washington. Washington Center, played basketball at the Booker T. Washington Center, had free lunches at Booker T. Washington Center as a little kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, it's more gratifying right. uh, because that's where I went to play. That's where I grew up at. You were one of those kids. I was that one are of those there. kids that was coming there. Mm-hmm. And so when I, you know, uh, uh, look at the kids, you know, that are there now or that come through our after school programs and our summer programs, you know, I, I get that sensation of saying that used to be me right. you know, uh, when I was a kid. And you're giving them the opportunities that they may not have had without the Booker T. Washington Center. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I, you know, I started off just, you know, like I said, as a, as a program aide and uh, just kind of worked myself up uh, my way up, you know, then went to like a program coordinator. And then uh, from the program coordinator, went into associate director, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me, assistant director, then associate director. And then for like the last seven years, I've been the executive director of the organization. And so it's been a, a, a heck of a ride. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, it's been uh, gratifying in every step of the way uh, because uh, not only as a kid growing up and playing in the center, uh, uh, and now also starting from the ground up and understanding the inner workings of how things work uh, and, and how uh, you take a, a, a back seat to look at the overall organization instead of, you know, sometimes people just jump right into those positions. Right. And they don't really get a, a broader look of the inner workings of, you know, being that person that actually worked in the after-school program and fed the kids and did homework help and all of those things. And so I, I tease my staff all the time. I said, I've done it. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. can't tell me anything uh, uh, anything different that I have not done uh, uh, by starting off uh, in these particular programs. So it gives me a great uh, pride to, to, to have been done, to have done that. So. Did you ever imagine yourself as the program director of the Booker T. Washington as a kid or as no, you know what? a young adult? No, you know, it, I, I really didn't. It was just one of those type of things, you know. So I, I have my, my, my degree is in business management, and then I have a master's a MBA as well. Uh, and so, you know, I always, you know, wanted to go into the business realm of sure. things, you know, for the for-profit entity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, something gave me that calling, uh, you know, to say, you know what, you know, why don't you give back? It was just an opportunity uh, that uh, uh, that arose, and and I took it. And you know, uh, obviously, you know, we probably could be a million other places making a right. whole lot more money. Mm-hmm. But uh, I enjoy what I do. I love giving back to my community. Uh, I'm entrenched in my community, and I think it's the right thing to do. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the broader perspective of it, it is is that my mom always told me, you know, as a little kid, you know, it, it's good to help people, mm-hmm, right? No it's, it's good to help people uh, because it keeps you grounded. Uh, and once, once you realize uh, how blessed you are, um, in the in the way that you can change people's lives, it really gives me mm-hmm. uh, great gratification. And there's always got to be somebody to uh, keep the door open, right? Yeah. Like I said, people kept the doors open when you were there as a kid, and now you're doing your part to keep the doors open for the the future generations, so they can build and, and you know grow up to be uh, you know well-rounded, positive influences in in the community that we have here. Absolutely. You know, an interesting and kind of segue into, you know, uh, some specific things about uh, uh, funding and, you know, keeping the doors open. You know, the interesting part to this is that, you know, um, it's definitely not an easy task. I've lost a lot of hair. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I've lost a lot of hair, uh, uh, you know, since I since I stepped into this role. And, and I don't take it lightly because, you know, you, 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 you're responsible for a lot of people. Uh, you're responsible uh, for uh, uh, giving kids an opportunity to come in and get off the streets and do some positive things and show them that there's a positive way uh, to do things. So there's, there's a lot uh, to be said in regards to uh, keeping the doors open. Uh, and, and, and the funding per- per- perspectives have changed dramatically uh, even since the time of, of COVID in mm-hmm. uh, prior to COVID, um, you know, COVID, uh, which, you know, I still tell people today is, you know, there's still some lingering uh, effects in regards to COVID from a funding perspective. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is that, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's different uh, funding apparatuses that you got to take a look at, mm-hmm. you know, that we didn't look at before. You know, and really, to be honest with you, a lot of uh, the parents and families and kids are really now just starting to come back, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And so, you know, for a while there, uh, we had to cap our numbers, right, um, in regards to how many students or uh, kids can uh, uh, come to our programs or be involved in our programs, uh, even to the point to where is. Uh, that affects your funding because a lot of times numbers and the, the amount of kids that are, are participating in your program affects can affect your funding. Right. Uh, so you you know you have to juggle have to juggle that or uh, and, and think about uh, uh, those type of perspectives as well. So you know, but there also has been some positivity to the funding uh, streams as well uh, because obviously ARP dollars. And funding streams uh, have come uh, 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 through the municipality. Um, to, to be honest with you, I, you know, not to say that I'm the biggest fan of how it all played out and how it is all distributed. Right. <laughs> we could we could talk about that and debate that sure. uh, all the time. Uh, you know, uh, there's it, a lot of money that's come through uh, the city of Erie that uh, um, you know. Especially over we, the past like couple years, yes, it seems like yes, yes, with I, all the developments and the EDDC and everything else, it, it seems like Erie's in a constant state of change right now. It is, you know. I, I think uh, you know, you know, it could have been um, 
handled in some instances a little bit differently. I'm not knocking any uh, individual uh, uh, that that received ARP funding, whether it's the city, the county, or whatever else. Um, I, I just think the funds that was uh, the, uh, brought to the city was supposed to be used for those disproportionately affected by COVID activity, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, I don't think all of the dollars uh, were used uh, in that capacity. Um, I think there should have been a more emphasis on uh, 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 those individuals uh, who were affected by COVID a lot more. And then not only that, those individual organizations that are that are on the front lines helping these individuals on a daily basis. Uh, uh, and if I told you how much we got out of 40, 50, 60 million dollars, you, you probably would be like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I can I, I can I can say uh, uh, to you all that it, it, it wasn't much. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't much. It wasn't uh, what you would expect uh, for organization. Uh, such as ours that is on the front line every day dealing with those specific issues uh, that the uh, individual community, those most proportionally affected by COVID, uh, and programs that can help and assist uh, those individuals, uh, you know, uh, I think could've, they could have did a better job. But, you know, uh, at the end of the day, you know, uh, we're happy with what we got. We have some partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for, uh, from the city's perspective as well as the county, uh, that uh, we'll do what we do with what we got. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. And we'll continue to provide those services uh, to the community in the uh, in the most uh, efficient way. So, what what kind of needs has arisen since COVID? So, you know, the interesting piece to this is for me, I think it's uh, really. Uh, uh, one of the big things, and, and, and it kind of segues into our case management that we're really just starting to take a little focus on. Um, we have a program that is called the Family Mainstream Program. And so what our Family Mainstream Program is really about case management, mm-hmm. right? Because what we're seeing is that families have multiple issues or multiple problems. I'll give you an example. Excuse me. So Johnny or Susie, comes to our after-school program, and uh, we realize or recognize that um, mom or dad doesn't have a job, mm-hmm. right? They, 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 they need help or referrals to put food Career on the table. and stuff like that, yeah. Right, okay. And so what we're finding is that multiple uh, situations where mom or dad needs help finding a job, or within that specific family, okay, uh, 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 what, what we're seeing is is that, okay, they don't have a resume. Dad doesn't have a resume or mom doesn't have a resume. So they need help with resume writing. Oh, we're, we're short money for our rent. Oh, so you need rent, rental assistance and rental help. Oh, we realize that uh, uh, you don't have a sustainable living wage. Uh, and you need help finding a job. Mm-hmm. So there's what we're finding in this. There's multiple things that are going on within families nowadays. Uh, it's it's the ripple effect, right? Um, and so what we're doing is trying to do more case management and finding out what are the underlying issues, right? And you all know as well as I do, uh, if someone has a, a sustainable living wage type of job, 
that typically takes away some of the problems that's going on within the family, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, for sure. And so um, what we're trying to do from our case management standpoint is find out, okay, what is it that is really going to get this family back on track? Mm-hmm. And if you're not asking the questions uh, or if you're not uh, being receptive to the questions that they may have, uh, because we're also finding that, they don't have access or don't understand and understand, excuse me, where the resources are, sure. right? And when someone doesn't understand where the resources are or don't have access to those resources, then that creates more problems within the family structure, right? And so it's our job uh, uh, is to break down those barriers, right, mm-hmm. and make sure that they have access to those resources and make sure that they also understand that, hey, listen, Sometimes you may need to have that conversation with us, but guess what? They're not going to have that conversation with you if they don't trust you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so with us being in the community for 100 years, the trust is there, right? Uh, we've mediated a lot of uh, different things to the point where Johnny or Susie is having issues with going to school, but they're having issues communicating with the administration. Mm-hmm. We're that mediator. Right. Hmm. They come to us to say, hey, we're having issues with, 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 with communicating with the administration uh, at the district. Well, it's our job uh, uh, to, to, to work with the district to create that. And so we do have a partnership with the Erie School District. Um, um, and, and, and I wanted to say that publicly uh, to the superintendent, Brian Polito, and his uh, team of, of, of being responsive uh, to understanding that they can't do this by themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, and you all know the educational slide uh, that has COVID has affected everyone with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they realize, hey, we need some partners uh, to help, you know, from the educational side of things to make sure that, hey, when Johnny or Susie leaves the school and they're going to the after-school program at Booker T. Washington Center, MLK Center, JFK Center, Urban Erie Development Corporation, we still can provide the seamless type of educational uh, opportunities for them when they leave the school. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we have a program where we have access to um, their, their, their grades, access to their homework. You know, so when, when they come to Booker T, they can't say, well, we don't have any homework. Okay, well, hold on. Let yeah. us take a look. Yeah. Right. Boom, boom, boom. And we can pick, we can, you know, have access to their homework and all of those specific things. So the district has done a fabulous job with that, realizing uh, that uh, they need a partner in this. And through some of the ESSER funds that they receive uh, through, through the pandemic, uh, uh, the, the superintendent has worked with uh, us and a few other organizations to provide those particular services. Right. So right. education. Uh, workforce development uh, um, and, and assisting individual families with jobs has been one of the, uh, going back to your original question, is, 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 is been uh, two of the things. Uh, uh, and, and the third thing is economic development for minority-owned businesses, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, and, and so we need to really uh, take a focus uh, on that as well. Yeah, those are all such big things, and it really does take a large group working together. As like one of our guests that was on recently talked about, if uh, 
we already if one person already knew the answers he wouldn't need help from anybody else and i really appreciate that you guys kind of have this cohesive thing going on that helps like not only with grades but with athletics and stuff because i think that with athletics and the other activities that are going on the art programs whatnot that you have at the booker t washington you're able to learn a lot of valuable life skills that help perpetuate you know a positive work ethic and getting good grades in school and recognizing the importance of why you need to go to school and why you need to do these things in order to like you know break this cycle that so many people are trapped in yes yes and interesting uh, uh, enough is is one of the things that we're also focusing on there's really uh kind of taking off uh not in the most positive way is this youth violence that we're we're mm-hmm. we're seeing and so you know we're really going to dig ourselves uh into a situation where if we don't start to address these things um it's going to even get worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, we're committed and we're partnering uh, with some others to, to, to help uh, come up with some programmatic uh, type of things uh, that will help the, the, the youth um, as we try to navigate through, you know, this youth violence. And, you know, you got to start to try to get them a little younger. Um, you know, we can't wait till they're 14 or 15 or 16. problem's already occurred. An ounce of prevention is worth more than a pound of treatment. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we got to start a lot earlier. And that's why we, you know, do some programming um, um, in our after-school programs, some research-based programs. That's the buzzword. Uh, but not yeah. only understanding that it's research-based, but also having the understanding that you have to have individuals uh, uh, that are, are passionate about delivering these particular services that the kids can relate to, mm-hmm, right? For sure. So, so you got to – it's a fine balance, all right? And so uh, with our program, we do some uh, uh, research-based programs. We have a program that's called Too Good for Violence. Uh, we also have a program that's called Life Skills. Uh, and so just a quick example, some of the things that we're working on that's in our rotation, in our after school program, in our summer programs uh, is uh, 30, uh, uh, 30, 30 minutes uh, every day of just uh, 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 prevention. Right. So some of the topics may be self-esteem, conflict resolution. Right. Uh, uh, all of those specific things, career explore, uh, exploration. Right. Because you got to start to get these kids interested at an early uh, 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 time frame mm-hmm. rather than waiting, right? You got to pique their interest early, get them engaged, keep them engaged. Uh, so, you know, we work on these things every day with our, with our kids in our after school program. And, uh, 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 and, and, and not only that, is, you know, we hold them accountable, right? Kids want structure, mm-hmm. but you have to give it to them. Everybody wants structure, right? right? Right. You know, and people think, oh, they don't want any structure. Kids want structure. Kids want to know that you care about them. Kids want to know that uh, you're genuine Mm -hmm. uh, about their safety and 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 everything else. And so you have to show them that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we're really going to dig in, uh, uh, you know, uh, this year uh, in regards to um, youth violence. That's huge. It is huge. And you really have to make, like, a real dynamic 
effect in the short amount of time like on a daily basis that you have with these kids because they spend so many more hours away from the center than they do at the center so i'd assume that that programming is is geared and always evolving to be like dynamic and and up with the times yes yes i can i'll say this and attest to you is because you know, uh, 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 you've been a big help uh, to the organization as well with uh, assisting in some of the programs, uh, you know, from a grant perspective. And so we appreciate that. So you kind of know, you know, how uh, that is with, you know, how things evolved uh, and how my mind kind of works of, of trying to be innovative and creative in some of the programmatic and things that uh, we bring to the table and trying to be fresh and new and trying to create niche programs uh, that is on the cutting edge that uh, show that we're progressive. Uh, uh, and that's how we've been, you know, surviving and uh, providing these programs to the community because that's what the community needs. That's what the community wants. Mm -hmm. And you can't just sit back on your laurels uh, uh, and, and not be visionary and progressive of trying to provide programs that, you know, we see uh, that uh, our, our, our youth need and that our community needs. And so, you know, it's not only me, but it's also the community saying, hey, what about these type of programs? Or what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? Uh, we, 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 we love that because, you know, uh, we can't do it by ourselves. Uh, you know, and so um, we look to the community for some visionary uh, ideas as well. Mm -hmm. Right. And I always tell people that if they're not going to be honest or something like that, it's like going to a doctor when you're, when your arm's broken and then never telling them that your arm hurts. Right. How are we supposed to fix your arm if you're not going to be open about what's going on and what the problems are and how, and leave that up to us for, to like the people that have the knowledge and the ability to do research and to find new programs and to find the things that work that are going to be able to treat this community um, I think that Erie in general has a lot of institutionalized difficulties mm -hmm. to overcome and that the only way to do it is to take this really holistic approach that you're kind of describing to me, you know, where we're not just treating one thing or saying that one thing is the answer. There are a multitude of solutions to kind of bring about this global change that we're trying to see in our community. Definitely, definitely. You know, and so what we what we what we do at the Booker T. Washington Center, or what we're trying to do, is create that one stop shop uh, mm -hmm. mentality. Like if you walk through my doors, if you want, you know, an opportunity, you need to feed your family or whatever, we can help you with that. If you need help finding a job, we can help you with that. Uh, right now, it's tax season. We're doing uh, Erie Free Taxes, our EITC program. Um, we help you with that. Uh, so you know, right now. Our WIC program uh, that we we, we, we offer uh, along with some of the partners uh, in WIC, we offer that. So daycare services, you know, with, with Jumpstart, we offer that. So, you know, when you come through the door, we're just trying to provide services uh, uh, that if we don't have, we can help you and refer yeah. you to the, the experts in that particular area or in that particular field. So, you know, we're trying to create that one-stop shop uh, mentality that, hey, if you walk through these doors, 
we're going to be able to help you in some capacity. Mm -hmm. That really seems to be where all the research is kind of heading towards, too, is having this holistic approach where you can, you know, see your doctor, get your eyes checked. Yes. All of those things, you know, work on your athletics or your tutoring or mom or dad needs help finding a job or whatever it is, all kind of in this one big central hub. Yes. I I think that's the, the... that's the idea because you got to think about this, right? Um, you know, uh, uh, and spe- specifically for the individual constituents, uh, constituents that we work with, they don't want to go look. They don't want to go look multiple places, right? Mm-hmm. They may have transportation issues, whatever it is. They may have. Uh, I feel like a lot of people reach a certain level of acceptance of this is what it is, and this is what it's always going to be. And maybe they've tried something in the past and it's been it didn't work for them and mm-hmm. they're afraid to reach out and approach a new technique to find a to to of getting their hopes up. You know? Sure, yeah. sure. And, and like, then, oh, go sorry, go ahead. No. I was just gonna say and kinda like what you what you both were saying, it it's extremely discouraging if like you walk in the door and you're like you know, and I know not everybody that goes in is necessarily down on their luck or whatever, but if you walk in the door and you're looking for answers and this is like your liaison to hope or whatever and you get told oh well you gotta go somewhere else you know we offer this this and that but like if you want that you you gotta go you know somewhere else we don't do that like that's just like a crushing thing sure it is so you want to be able to offer just anything that you possibly can to, to help people grow and uh break that chain that nasty chain that we've had in erie uh for a long time of just like high poverty rates and yes you know setting records as you know the poorest zip code or a couple years ago it was the worst place to live for african americans you know and like we gotta you know have like a concerted effort and a real centralized effort to to overcome these things sure and and one of the things too is that you know obviously you, you 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 can't offer everything but the point to what you were uh uh saying dave is that if you don't offer it, it's one of those things where you're not saying, hey, no, we don't offer that. I can't help you. Yeah. It's like, Good luck. Yeah, it's sit, have a seat, and you can pick up the phone. We'll call, and make those calls and get, get that soft handoff to whoever it is mm-hmm. that is providing those particular services. So it's the relationship building. And, and so that's so even if they don't know where to come or where to go, they'll say, you know what? I know I can go to the Booker T. Washington Center because... They might not be able to provide the service, but I know they know where to go to get the services. Mm-hmm. And they're going to help me uh, to get these services, right? And so not only that, sometimes, you know, uh, some of the constituents that we serve, you know, feel a little embarrassed about specific things. Sure, yeah, right? of course. Need and an so, advocate. Right. Mm-hmm. So they need an advocate. They need someone that's going to speak for them, talk for them. Um, and not only that, build their confidence and say, hey, we got you. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. We're going to help you through this process. Right. Right. And so. And educate them and along the way. Along, so that way they can make these calls and these referrals and find these things on their own later. When absolutely. They need absolutely. And so that's kind of what we've been doing mm-hmm. over 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 the, the, the last hundred years, I would say. Right? <laughs> yeah, about a hundred about years. About a years. <laughs> you know, and I think, uh, you know, that that speaks volumes uh, you, you know, to to what we've been doing. You also work with uh, closely with Merciers, correct? Yes, yes. So we've been doing some uh, programming with Merciers for the last ten years. Uh, unfortunately, 
this last term was the last uh, last uh, uh, term that they're providing classes, mm -hmm. uh, actual classes. Like but college classes? Like college classes, Awesome. Yes. That's great. So be, be, before, for like the last 10 years, we were, you know, you, you were providing classes and you had the opportunity to um, uh, get your associate's degree and everything else. But, um, you know, it's interesting. There's a shortage of individuals, you know, going to school now. I didn't realize that. It was like, wow, hmm. really? But, uh, so, so, but now we're just trying to uh, possibly find ways to uh, work together uh, uh, of doing some community-driven type of work. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we're going to focus on that with Mercyhurst. Uh, we, we do work very closely with their education department. So their education department has some graduate assistants that come to our program right now uh, and do homework help, homework assistance, uh, and does uh, a, a lot of other different things. And going back to the partnership with the Erie School District, uh, we, 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 we have what is uh, called a literacy lab. Uh, where those individuals who uh, uh, may have some issues uh, in regards to uh, uh, trying to get back on track as far as the academic type of thing is. So we pull those individual kids. They work on a program that's called iReady. Uh, and then Amplify is the math version. iReady is more so the reading, writing type of version. Uh, and what it does is we do a baseline score. And it tells us, you know, what level, grade level the kid uh, or the student is reading at or, or, or uh, learning at. And then it spits out a curriculum that we can utilize to get them on track. But not only that, for individuals who are uh, uh, reading at grade level, but we want to take them to the next level. Sure. Uh, it also provides that as well. What about uh, GED preparedness? So we, we work closely with uh, Gary Horton's organization, Urban Area Development Corporation, who I suggest maybe next time uh, yeah. we can get him on there. I can, I can make that happen hey, as well. Hey, we love that. Uh, but, you know, we work with them. Uh, he does all of the GED services uh, 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 that, that we partner with and refer to. Uh, so we have a pipeline to that. So that's not an issue as well. I think that's an important piece, uh, too, is, is the GED programs. Uh, uh, as well. And, uh, you know, the, the, the big picture to this is that um, we, 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 we have to get kids, uh, I call them kids, cause probably because of my age. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we got to get uh, uh, these, these kids or these young men and women uh, to the point to, to, to understand uh, uh, education. Mm -hmm. and, and so I'm going to tell you a little bit of something about what I think education. So for me, um, you know, someone that's taught college courses and, and, you know, has been doing that for the last 10 years or so or whatever else, I tell people education doesn't necessarily have to mean that you have to sit in the classroom from on a college level, right? It, it, education may mean hey, I want to go and get uh, a, a, a certificate in welding. Sure. Uh, or, or, or a certificate in... Uh, phlebotomy. Phlebotomy or whatever it yeah. is. You, you know, it does not necessarily mean that you have to graduate from, from college or, mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. or everything. It's, college isn't for everyone. Right. Right? It, it, it's, it, it's, it's one of those things of find a skill set uh, that, that makes you happy mm -hmm. um, and that... Uh, gives you an opportunity uh, to be uh, 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 a citizen that can create a sustainable living wage and that you can give back to your community via taxes or whatever else. 
and 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 feed your family. Sure. Right. Um, so so you know, education for me um, is 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 not always I have to go to college. Right. You know, it's bigger than that, and so that's why some of these work development uh, workforce development programs. Uh, that we're looking to work with, and, and I'll speak to one here uh, in, in a little bit, but uh, it's important. There's also like a huge value, I think, in informal education. Just like sitting down here, maybe listening to this podcast, listening to you talk, listening to the different people that work with Booker T. Washington Center has a tremendous value to people to see that you know what they want is possible and that if they can make some better decisions that hopefully that the booker t washington center is guiding them towards they're able to make um, a better life for themselves and improve their quality of living for themselves and their family absolutely so i'm going to segue into if you don't mind no go ahead i think this is important so this segue into you know while we're talking about workforce development and sustainable living wages and things of that nature is that uh you know, um, and it also talks about just the, the the visionary and the vision of organizations like the Booker T. Washington Center uh, uh, and and the the others that I'm going to mention here. Uh, so, um, uh, the Minority Community Investment Coalition is called MCIC, which I'm the president of that organization, which consists of Martin Luther King Center, Booker T. Washington Center. And Urban Area Development Corporation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, those three organizations. So, myself, uh, James Sherrod, and uh, Gary Horton um, are the three founders of MCIC. So, for those that are listening to this podcast, so MCIC is the Minority Community Investment Coalition, which we own the 19 acres at Joyce Slovakia Park. Huh. Uh, so. Um, and um, we also have 12 uh, vacant lot properties where we're looking to do, uh, right now it's just green space, but we're looking to build houses and homes. So Didn't Gary also just get the school, that school? Burton School, which is in our footprint as well. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Right around the corner. Uh-huh. So, so, so we're looking to transform that, that uh, uh, part of the, uh, uh, the city of Erie. So we're in phase one uh, of... Uh, uh, Joyce Slovakia Park. So we received uh, some grant funding through the ARP mm-hmm. uh, for uh, uh, the development of Joyce Slovakia Park. And so in our phase one, uh, uh, we're doing urban ag- agriculture. Uh, Very cool. A- as well as uh, some community uh, uh, gardens and things of that nature. Uh, so we're in phase one. Phase one uh, will, is shovel ready. We'll be breaking ground here in March. Um, so we're talking about uh, in the urban ag- agriculture uh, where we're going to be developing um, micro brands, uh, fish, all of those specific things. Oh, wow, so cool. we, we have um, uh, a soft agreement with uh, uh, Curtsy Foods that is going to uh, purchase all of the uh, things that we grow, uh, right? Awesome. Yeah. So it, it, and and so some of the micro brands and some of the things that they they go out to uh, purchase, they're purchasing from across the country, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And so developing that partnership with it's us, huge. It's huge. Yeah, it's right. They'll be able. To, uh, they're uh, four or five blocks away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll <laughs> you know? save a ton of money right. and put people Absolutely. working. Put Erie. people to work. 
Right. And, and so, the quality will probably be a lot higher. Absolutely. People, people like fresh. Yes. So so we're, we're, we're excited about that. And it's going to create, you know, 25 to 30 jobs in phase one. Awesome. Uh, and so uh, and then. The urban gardening is uh, it's going to be a 2,500 uh, feet uh, stru- uh, foot structure, uh, where where those in that community and have have an opportunity to uh, grow their own uh, fruits and vegetables. Very uh, cool. But then also we'll be able to do farmers markets, things of that nature, uh, and get that new American population and those individuals in that area uh, 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 happy about their neighborhood mm-hmm. uh, and, and then also having the opportunity to have jobs and creation of jobs. And so the Burton project along with that project and then, you know, the city's talking about uh, the park over there, Roger Young Park of building a, a, a football track and I mean, excuse me, a, a, a track and a football field and a soccer field and everything else is going to revitalize that neighborhood. So it just goes back to what I'm saying about MCIC, which is the three uh, organizations that created another nonprofit, uh, but then also we created a for-profit entity too because what we're trying to do is uh, we're trying to create sustainability also for our organizations, right? right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so any revenues that we generate will go back into our three organizations, right, uh, to be able to continue to provide the services uh, that we are providing now because, quite frankly, you know, uh, government funding and things of that nature, you know, that could dry up at any time. Sure. So we're right. trying to be visionaries to be able to support ourselves. But not only that, create family sustainable living wages for our own community uh, where individuals can feel proud um, that they're not only uh, providing uh, opportunities uh, for food and, and, and things of that nature, but uh, a, a, a living wage mm-hmm. uh, that they can bring back to their family and which in turn makes them feel good about themselves. Right. Uh, and, and so it's just a ripple effect. It um, alleviates so many burdens within a family structure too, you know, with a livable wage and having transportation and yes. having the ability to, you know, take your kids to different experiences and uh, even just the family structure itself. It's just all good things. It's, it's tremendous. It's, it's, it's tremendous. And, and I think, and that's just phase one of the project. We have 19 acres. So yeah, it's a lot uh, of space. Yeah, it's a lot of space. Uh, uh, and so, you know, we would like to, you know, uh, in phase two, we're looking at uh, possibly, and none of these things are set in stone because what we realize is we're working with a group out of Harrisburg called Intact that is developing, you know, uh, all of these things and has the, the, the expertise in, in, in what we're doing. Uh, but, you know, there may be an opportunity, you know, uh, in, 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 in phase two is to grow phase one mm-hmm. uh, because it's going so well yeah. and create more revenue and generate more revenue. And so but but some of the things that we're also looking to do, excuse me, is uh, uh, de- develop a culinary arts kitchen on the grounds uh, uh, to be able to provide culinary arts training and things of that nature for the individuals in the community as well. And then phase three, we're talking about solar. Cool. That's awesome. Uh, To be able to uh, have a solar farm. Uh, But then also not only that, uh, we've had some conversations with some individuals about providing uh, solar uh, to to the grid. Um, 
people don't realize Erie is kind of strapped for <laughs> energy. Yeah. Energy, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, we've had some conversation and and are continuing to have some conversation. Uh, 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 not only about the solar, but the manufacturing of the solar panels itself. Interesting. Uh, so, so, so we have those phases that we're looking at on those 19 acres, uh, and so that is uh, uh, also uh, what we call the opportunity zone. Mm-hmm. Sure. The, not, the 19 acres are on uh, 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 the Keystone uh, uh, opportunity zone as well. Uh, so. That means investors can come in and invest and get some form of a, of, of a tax tax break. So, sure. uh, so yeah, so we're excited about that. Uh, uh, the workforce development piece and trying to create uh, uh, jobs and opportunities for for our community. So it's not just us speaking it; we're actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at the end of the day, uh, uh, if you can be a vessel to create opportunities then i think you should should be able to uh uh, at least try to help individuals in that in that capacity so so those are some of the economic type of things that we're doing uh that i think is going to be important because uh it's not only showing uh that we have a wherewithal to be able to uh move individuals from uh, possible possible poverty to but also to um, a sustainable living wage absolutely and all of those things are are very interesting and cool because they're beyond the scope of a typical 5013c you know you you're a, a private entity that is going to be using that money obviously to fund these 5013c's as through donations and through your own revenue but it offers a tremendous amount of freedom to adapt and change because you're actually generating more than you're putting out mm-hmm. ideally you know yes. what i mean and uh you're not limited not to say that the booker t washington center or any of these other places are particularly limited but you do have different avenues that you can explore that are outside of the typical realm of like a 5013c yes you have to be visionary in in these days mm-hmm. uh specifically with you know no guarantees of funding you know it, you know it's 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 a it's a daily constant grind of trying to you know find revenue and find funds to to keep your doors open Mm -hmm. and so you know at some point you want to try to create the opportunity to uh, be sustainable and and create these uh, opportunities where um, you don't always have your hand out um, you know because at the end of the day you just never know uh, when these funding streams will dry up Mm -hmm. right Uh, and so we're trying to be proactive to the point to where we're saying you know what we, we, we have to be more creative and find ways to to make sure that, you know, we keep these doors open. And so, you know, at some point somebody can tell you, no, we're not funding you anymore. And then, you know, uh, what do you do then? You know, and it, it's I've had that happen. So believe me, it's it's not an easy thing. Then you have to try to cut programs, do this, do that, finagle things. And, and it's not an easy task, uh, you know, but. Going back to what I said earlier, 100 years, we've been doing it. Mm-hmm. We've, we found a way. Right. And we'll continue to find a way to be a, a strong advocate uh, for this community uh, uh, and for the people. Um, and, and I think that's the most important part of what I've learned 
uh, over these last 20 or so years is that, you know, uh, people look up to you uh, or look up to the organizations to for you to be that vessel mm-hmm. and for you to be that gleam of hope to speak for them when they can't speak themselves. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so that's that that's important for us. And it's it's important to, you know, kind of remember if you if you've never had your life impacted by you know, like a community center like the Booker T. Washington Center, you know, you might drive down 18th Street and it's just some building on the corner, yeah. right. you know, but for the people that that have utilized these services, that, that have uh, grown and changed their lives with it, it's much more than just brick and mortar, mm-hmm. you know, yes. it's absolutely a symbol of, of hope and opportunity, and those are such important things to have in a community, Right. Absolutely. I agree. And I like the philosophy of developing the people and the people will develop the rest. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, no, there's no opportunities out there. It's no, we're going to make our the people are the most valuable part of this, the, the most pivotal tool in profitability and building these sustaining wages. And if we just develop the people into people that are able to sustain this and develop their own profitability and be creative and innovative and make businesses and stuff like that, then the rest will flourish around it absolutely naturally as it should. Absolutely. And that, and it goes back to this point that I'm going to make in regards to, you know, another partnership that we, we, we we're developing and it's going to be starting here shortly is that, uh, um, uh, Bridgeway Capital uh, has a program in Pittsburgh where they're working with uh, minority contractors uh, and you know uh, small business contractors. And, and what, what they're finding and what, what we're, we're finding here locally is that you know we have a lot of minority businesses and uh, uh, contractors itself, but they don't have that back office support, right? Mm-hmm. Like. They don't have the QuickBooks. Maybe they don't have the HR stuff. Maybe they don't have the marketing stuff all in play. You know, so those back office type of things that can take them to the next level. Right. right. They may not even know how to 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 go after a bid, or you know. So what Bridgeway Capital is doing has a program in Pittsburgh that is going to focus, uh, that is focused. Excuse me, on those particular skill sets and in, in helping those businesses. And so they're going to be bringing that here to Erie, and they've partnered with us. Uh, to uh, uh, be the venue uh, to be able to provide these uh, 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 these services, uh, and also we're going to be providing the outreach and everything else to the community uh, to to find these uh, uh, ten to fifteen. Uh, 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 black contractors that want to go through this particular program. That's awesome. So we're going to be uh, rolling that out here uh, pretty shortly. We're in the process of ironing out the timelines and the, the dates and everything else. And so it's going to be uh, like a like a, 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 a three-month type of program uh, where we're going to help uh, these particular individuals. So we're excited about that partnership as well. Very cool. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the other thing is um, we had a partnership with the Redevelopment Authority where um, the Quinty building on 16th Street, that's right on 16th and Island, mm-hmm. right by the Booker T. Washington Center where the old uh, GAF and all of that used to be, um, and then uh, West 12th Street, the old uh, Erie Malibu building that you're tearing down now. Yeah. Uh, so we had uh, a partnership uh, with the Erie Redevelopment Authority, meaning MCIC, 
uh, to find individuals to work, uh, individuals of color to work on these particular sites. You know, one of the things, and Tina Menjean, who who is uh, uh, done a fabulous job of of being inclusive. Uh, one of the things that we told her is like, you know, and I told her, I said, listen, you know, you got these buildings being torn or torn down in the in, in my backyard, literally a block away. And when 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 the people wake up, and they go out and they see, you know, this building being torn down, but they don't see anybody that looks like them. Mm-hmm. How does that make them feel? Right. Like it's like, man, I tearing this building down right in my backyard. I, 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 I can't get a job on the, you know, and right. so, 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 Tina said, you know what? I get what you're saying, and and so I want to see what we can do. So we 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 got a few individuals that are that worked on the site and are working on the site on West Twelfth Street now. We helped them get uh, OSHA certified. Uh, we helped them do some other specific training. We went out and bought the gear for them. You know, anything that was a, de- uh, a, 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 a deterrent of, well, I can't go to work. Well, no, we we got that. You don't have any boots, we'll go buy you boots. You don't have a, a, a hard helmet, we go buy you the hard helmet. So we went out and did all of that. Uh, and, 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 and these individuals are working on the site right now. So, but my point is, you have to have individual organizations, as such as the Area Development Authority, to have these broader projects to give individuals a shot mm-hmm. uh, 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 to make a difference, not only for themselves but for their families. So, right. I have just one question, and I, I think this is an important. I've been thinking about this the whole time, as you've you know traversed from the center to the MCIC to synergy with all these other companies. For our listeners. For us, for people on an individual level, with all this experience you have in like growing the community and making it a better and more inclusive place for everybody, it's going to be a hard question. What can we do? What can we do on an individual level? What what, to to make things better? You you know, that's a great question, Dave. And I tell people this all the time. You know, uh, a lot of people or, 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 or some people think it's always money, right? That's always the first thing that comes to people's mind. Well, I don't have the, any money to give to you or, or whatever else. No, donate your time. Donate mm-hmm. your expertise. Um, like what you all are doing today uh, is so valuable to individuals who may not have known about the Booker T. Washington Center or, or known about what we've done or what we've been doing. Uh, come a volunteer, right? Give up some of your time to help somebody else's live, live or lives better, right? And so or if, you, if you have the, the, the wherewithal from a, 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 a money perspective, then give some money. It doesn't have to be millions of dollars or thousands of dollars or whatever else. Believe me, $25, $30, whatever else. That's a that's, pair of boots. That, yeah, that, that, that can help someone. Mm-hmm. You know, so <laughs> it depends on how old you are. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but so time, you know, it could be time. It could be money. It could be uh, 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 research, right, meaning that uh, you may have an idea. Uh, and, and, and by having that idea, you can say, you know what, I'm going to do the research for you. You said you guys are looking at some work divorce development type of things. Hey, let me do some little bit of research for you and give you some information about uh, how that may work or how what pitfalls to stay away from. I mean, just, you know, anything that can change the trajectory of someone's life 
uh, or or helping the organization in, in any capacity. It could be, uh, uh, you, you know, you can bring some some boots or, you know, some, yeah. some socks or snacks. snacks or, you know, whatever you think, it, you know, you could do uh, out of the kindness of your heart uh, to help not only my organization, but any organization that you feel uh, uh, is beneficial to your cause or your 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 thoughts or beliefs about what can help this community, then that's what you should do. I think you know, and 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 and, and this is all good. I, I think when we have tragedies, you know, not only does the community come together, but the world comes together, right? Sure. And, and so you know, you see these large tragedies. You know, uh, look at look at the the Hamlin thing in, in Buffalo, mm-hmm. right? The the, the young man um, collapsed on the collapsed field. on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a week later, his 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 uh, for a nonprofit entity had seven million. Right. You know. Um. Um. So so so. But what I'm saying to that is that it does not always necessarily have to be something when something goes wrong. Right. That we need to fix. That we need to fix. Right. This, An ounce of prevention is worth more than a pound of treatment. Absolutely. And, and and I believe that. And so you know, if we just you know said you know what, hey today or 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 for the next year I'm gonna I'm gonna donate a hundred dollars or I'm gonna donate a hundred hours, you know, or or I'm gonna donate. You know, uh, uh, ten 20, hours. Yeah, ten hours. Whatever it is that you can do, I think that's the most prudent thing to help your community. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Chantal. We really appreciate it. We've had a great conversation Absolutely. and enjoyed learning more about the Booker T. Washington Center and the other places that you're involved, the M- MCIC. Yes. And all the other areas. Yeah, it's a lot, whole lot of stuff that I didn't mention, but <laughs> uh, it's all yeah, absolutely. We'll have to have you on again. That's all. That <laughs> absolutely, means. any other time, anytime, man. I appreciate it. Once again, thank you, fellas. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, uh, uh, I always say this to people: is if you have a vision, follow it through, because you never know what happens. You never know what can happen. So, I uh, appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to come on uh, and, and and share about the Booker T. Washington Center. Uh, and what we do and thank you and god bless well thank you and thank you everybody who tuned in today make sure you check us out on facebook instagram youtube spotify all that stuff like share review do all the things click all the buttons uh and uh we love you all right good night night. thank you